And we are back on Justice or Just Us with a report live from Camp Casey, Military Families Speak Out member and organizer with the Orange County Peace Coalition, Pat Alviso, is currently camped out outside President Bush's ranch in Crawford, Texas, waiting for an explanation as to why America's children must kill, fight, and die for an unjust and unnecessary war. Uh, live from Camp Casey is uh, Pat Alviso. And Pat, are you with us this morning? Yes, I am. Hi, Jared. Hi. Thank you uh, so much for for being with us. Uh, what's the weather like there in uh, Crawford, Texas? Hot, hot, and more hot. Ugh. Well, uh, if you could tell our listeners, uh, why did you decide to go to Camp Casey? Well, that, this is a really important event for for me. It has a lot of meaning, personal meaning in my life. Uh, last year, uh, about this time, after watching Cindy uh, standing on a roadside waiting to speak to uh, President Bush and ask him what is the noble cause, I was I had my own personal turmoil because my son was about to be deployed to Iraq. So I didn't know where to go. So I was at the um, Indian Market Festival in New Mexico just to get away for a couple of days, and I ran into this lady with a Crawford Peace House shirt, and long story short, I came over here to Crawford to stand with Cindy and hundreds of other people at, at Camp Casey, where I am now again, for Camp Casey 3. Um, it's been a powerful experience, and, and it's really nice being back here again. You know, it's hot. Now you have a son who ha- now I'm going to get the the pronunciation wrong, but is is uh, his nickname is Bettel? Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Tell us about your son. Why did he join the military, and what are his thoughts, uh, if you don't mind sharing them, uh, on the war in Iraq? No, not at all. Um, it's been a journey for both of us. Um, actually, I've been a longtime peace activist, but my son. When my brother moved in, uh, from, was in the Marine Corps, and he needed to stay with us for a while, and he always loved that uniform. So since he was 12, he's been dying to get in the military, and um, he joined when he was 18. But the war broke out, and he'd already been 10 years in trying to be a career person, and we thought we avoided some heavy stuff, but we had uh, this horrible illegal war breakout, and... My son was a staff sergeant at the time. Uh, I'm sorry, the drill, a drill instructor at the time, and eventually his number came up to go you know, last September. What was that like for you uh, during his deployment? That must have been uh, one of the worst periods of your life. It, it was. It really was. It's still a, a nightmare to me because, you know, the Marines, they do seven months over and seven months back, and although I... Now that, you know, when I got back after being arrested, I, I joined some actions in D.C. And, and wound up getting arrested. But, you know, it's nothing compared to what those soldiers have to do over there in, in Iraq and what they suffer. And my son, um, and of course, there's a lot of people in the Army that have had the stop loss put on them. So they've been there for two, three deployments and for a year each time they before they get a two-week break. Whereas my son, being in the Marine Corps, they do seven months over and seven months back. So he's about to be redeployed. And I, I really am beside myself, but I, I have to keep going. We started a chapter of military families who opposed the war in Orange County when I got back. So it's helped. And when he left, he was very gung-ho about the war and 
thought, you know, he was going to really help the Iraqi children in particular and people rebuild, because that's his job. His job is uh, he works with generators, and he helps the electrical work there. And, of course, we all, and he bought into that, thought that we were going there to, to help rebuild. And uh, when he came back, he was very disillusioned and, and said to me this time that he understands what I'm doing and he, he supports. And he, he, doesn't, he doesn't speak out, of course, because he doesn't want to get in trouble that way, but he, he knows what we're doing now and he's not. He supports us. One of the things that uh, I'm sure has been uh, thrown around in mainstream media so much is uh, the idea that uh, Casey Sheehan would be ashamed of uh, what his mother is doing. I, I am just amazed that uh, people like the O'Reillys and the Hannitys and the Limbaugh's yeah. and so forth have the temerity to to speak um, on behalf of uh, somebody else's uh, fallen soldier, fallen son. Um, what is your son's opinion of your activism? You know, it's funny you said that, because I just had some lady tell me that in Orange County. You know, if my son knew, what I, knew I was doing something like that, he'd be ashamed of me. And I looked at her, you know, knowing full well what I spoke a zillion times, and said, you know, so many of those soldiers, they're not free to speak out. You know, you know, what kind of parent would I be if I didn't speak out for knowing that this great injustice was being done and two, three Americans, and that's just Americans that are dying every day, and we didn't do anything knowing it's wrong. The majority of people in this country now oppose this war, the vast majority. Where are these other people not standing up for their children? I don't get them, to tell you the truth. I don't get them. I told that lady, yeah, my son used to feel that way, but he doesn't anymore, because he's been there. There's so much exceptionalism with this current war. I mean, we read in history books about families divided with regard to the Civil War and, uh, you know, brothers fighting on different sides of the issue. Yet in this war, when a mother simply speaks up to try to protect her child, it is considered an act of of uh, treason. It's just, it boggles the mind. It does. But I have to, you know, stop and think, you know, there's people who are just getting desperate. Well, I mean, who does it really boggle? I mean, think of these folks that are saying these kinds of things. They are kind of strange people that most of them don't even have kids in the military anyway. So, you know, they don't bother me, and I just consider the source. I want to remind listeners that are in tune to KUCI and Irvine 88.9 FM. This is Justice or Just Us. We're speaking with Pat Alviso from Military Families Speak Out Orange County, Orange County Peace Coalition, and uh, probably a slew of other organizations and causes. i got to ask you, have you been invited to a Bush barbecue? No. In fact, um, we were just hearing this morning, you know, President Bush has not made a showing in Crawford all of August. And what uh, was pointed out to us at our morning uh, meeting was that this is the first time the peace movement has determined the schedule of the U.S. president. He hasn't been in Crawford the first time. So some people are saying Bush is cut and run. Hmm. What is the mood of, uh, or, or what kind of treatment are you getting from uh, the people of Crawford? Certainly, uh, the country and public opinion about the war is at a different place this year than last year, and uh, I know that you weren't there last year, but have you had an opportunity to talk to some of the local folks? Uh, not lo- We went to Waco yesterday, but 
today, um, I'm sorry, since I've been here, it is, the tide has turned. Last year we had a lot of problems, people just getting here and getting directions and not wanting to stop in town because of the hostility. I was actually intimidated last year and stayed in the camp and, and did a lot of dishes. But this year... Were you there that last year? Sorry? Were you at Camp Casey last year? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I stand corrected. So so how is it different? Uh the tide has turned. There's so many people that are supportive of us, of us even in Crawford, that uh, it's really a, a powerful experience to see a town like this come around to the truth. Um, yesterday, you know, because Bush isn't here, you know, our love fest amongst ourselves has, has built something that I think will continue to come for many years. And so many of the actions here at Camp Casey this a month, up until September 2nd, are actions that require us to go out in the community and different places to uh, let them know um, that we're here instead of staying on the camp. So every day somebody somewhere, like today, a large contingency is over in Austin to participate in the Governors of the Borders meeting that's going on in Austin, and they'll be doing some marching and protesting and doing some interesting things, and they're highlighting the fact that uh, 2% of the military now is non-citizen, but yet 8% of the of the soldiers that have died are non-citizens. What's that about? Right. Where have people, um, you know, could you give me a sense of some of the, the, the geographic representation um, at Camp Casey? Where have, from where have people uh, traveled to get there? Oh, oh, they're all over the place. In fact, we even had some, a lady here from Italy talking about uh, the peace movement there, but we've had them from just about every, I think every state, right? Pretty much here. Maryland today came in. Uh, we have New Jersey here. I mean, just you name it. They're from the states. But I'll say one thing there's a lot of people from California. Well, that's just great. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's disproportional. Well, I know there are other people I think that uh, would like to jump on the line, but I'd like to ask you if uh, if the president for some reason realized. Uh, that it would be in his best political interest to come out and talk to you all. What would you like to say to him? Remembering we're on the radio, so you can't tell him everything you want to say. <laughs> right. Well, I think he knows the truth, and, and he knows he needs to bring the troops home now. But he needs to come here and check out. Well, first thing I would do personally is walk him through these gold crosses. There's hundreds of gold crosses here, and they represent the amount of soldiers that have been killed just since last year. They're about to paint some black crosses that represent how many have died since just having this camp set up this year. And it's just it's just horrible. You know, why doesn't he just see the numbers and see the humanity of it? I think that's what we would do. Those of us that have lost family in the military would be here. And, of course, gold, uh, military families speak out that are really worried about our children and the, lot, the tremendous amount of Iraqis that have died in this war, I think, would just, the sheer humanity of it would be the best way we could get to him because we're just, nothing else is working. We would love to see him come, but can't say there's much hope for that. How do you think uh, this thing is going to be resolved? I mean, are we uh, just going to have to acknowledge that uh, it's unwinnable and pack up and leave? Do you think that uh, this president is going to uh, keep us there for as long as he's in office? Um, what about the 2008 election? What are your hopes? 
my hopes, of course, is that we're going to take the House in this November election and that we can really get the vote out and impeach this man because he's – I think that's one of the biggest, saddest things is to see all these great people that were here last year and really organized around the country to end the war, and we were all focusing on Bush, and, and now we know that that guy – I mean, he said it. He's not going to change things as long as he's president. So we're focusing on taking that power away from him and, and looking at elections and regrouping in a lot of different ways. You know, we're working with local citizens, you know, on a one-to-one basis, working with the courts, working with all sorts of, like, there was a, uh, we attended a trial yesterday where the prairie dogs, who they call themselves, were arrested here at Camp Casey for spring break and Thanksgiving were um, not allowed to, uh, well, they got arrested, and so they're going to trial, and so we were all there showing support at their hearing yesterday. And there's a, a number of things that we're doing, not only here in Crawford, but all around the country to to show that the movement has to start with our neighbors. Okay. Now, are there other people there that uh, you wanted yes. to introduce me to? I sure do. I'd like to introduce you to this wonderful woman that's doing some work. Is that okay with you? Uh, uh, we're going to call her... <laughs> you see the Al Capone of Southern California? You've probably seen her and didn't realize it. So you have a very special uh, woman here that's going to tell us about what she's doing in her own personal battle to help end the war that's really taken on. Great, and you don't go anywhere because we're going to come back and say goodbye to you. Okay, you want Pat after we're finished? Please. Okay, well, my name's Barbara, and I'm here from San Diego. Well, good morning and welcome. You're on uh, KUCI in Irvine, broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine. Uh, why did you decide to uh, go to Camp Crawford, or I should say Camp Casey in Crawford, mm-hmm. Texas? Well, I actually was one of the uh, first people here last August. I heard um, Cindy, uh, well, I saw Cindy on C-SPAN um, uh, when they had a hearing about the Downing Street Minutes, and, and I was really moved by her sincerity presentation and felt such great affinity with her story that when she announced that she was going to be coming and sitting on Bush's doorstep um, with, with, without sounding really hokey, something just said, I need to be there too. And um, I left that same afternoon and so was here from August 9th last year until after Katrina hit. And when I left San Diego, I told um, my family and my friends that uh, this was not a boondoggle, that by the end of um, our time there, there wouldn't be a square inch to park in Crawford. And indeed, that was the case, because on one day, we had 7,000 people. You know, I find it such a double standard that when, uh, you know, you hear soldiers talking about uh, watching the events on TV of September the 11th and knowing instantly that they just had to sign up for the military, that they just mm-hmm. had to stand up for, quote unquote, freedom. Mm-hmm. Yet when we in the peace movement see some inspirational figure like Cindy Sheehan uh, on C-SPAN, we feel the need to apologize for getting inspired to, quote unquote, have to be there. So you have nothing to be ashamed of, by the way. Oh, no, I am not at all. Oh, my goodness, no. You, Cindy has really ignited a, a, a simmering anti-war movement. Oh, my God, she will go down in history, I think, as the Rosa Parks of, of the beginning of the, the, of the Iraq anti-war movement. She did in one short month 
what took us five years to do back during Vietnam. And as Pat was saying, every day people come through here from different states and different countries. We had a couple that came in a few days ago, and I don't know if you've ever heard of the Freeway Blogger. Yes. Okay, well, he was here for three days, the great Scarlet Pimpernel, conducting workshops and this particular couple was so inspired. They filled their car with signs that we made and said they were going to put signs on every state on the way back and start up a chapter. And that's why we're here. We're here for people like them who just really need something to hold on to. Uh, Ray McGovern, the very wonderful CIA, retired CIA man, was here for a few days. And he just sits out in the, in the, under the beautiful trees and the benches and he inspires people. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're slowly building this network that we're going to need here really soon. And I might have, I don't think I explained myself too well. I, of course, you're, you have nothing to be ashamed of. I think what I mean is we always, you know, you had said, I know it sounds hokey, but, you know, for oh, us, okay. for us, okay. it sounds, it sounds hokey. But for everybody else, it sounds patriotic. So it's patriotic. That it, you understand what I mean? I, would... well, I absolutely. And the, and you know the funny thing is, when people come here, um, I've assumed my role that I had last um, summer as a greeter, log, logistics person, a people mover, coordinating the van. So I get to greet ninety nine percent of the people who come here. I'm the person that they first meet, and I always say, "Hi, you know, where are you from? How long are you going to be here?" So, so what made you come? And they just kind of look for a minute and they say, I don't know. I just felt I had to be here. I, I had to come. I, I just couldn't have been anyplace else on, on my two weeks off. And it, it's just absolutely amazing to me to hear that over and over and over again. Right. And, my, just, and my yeah. only point is that when we say that, we get accused of, being hokey or overly sentimental <laughs> or or bleeding hearts, and yet when someone says, you know, I was watching the events on the news, you know, or right. or I saw President Bush, you know, standing there with the bullhorn mm-hmm. at, at you know Ground Zero, and I just, you know, I know it sounds hokey, but I just had to go and fight. Well, they don't apologize for getting overcome by emotions, and we do. So when I say you have nothing to be ashamed of, I yeah. mean you don't. We don't need to apologize for being. Mm-hmm overcome by a passion for peace the Mm. same way the other side gets overcome by a passion for what they think is patriotism you know what i think i think that uh, down here at camp casey that we can we could be considered the boot camp for the for the peace activists well that's what we are we give you the tools the personal activism that um the 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 strength to go back to your home you don't need two thousand people in a rally all you need to do is wake up in the morning turn on c-span see the story of the day get your c-span directory start calling john murtha russ feingold john cornyn call these people you don't need a, a, a whole bunch of, of of money to be an activist you can write letters to the editor you can stand on a corner we have a guy in portland the one man parade he started walking to work a year ago and carry signs with him everywhere he goes. He is a nationally known phenomenon now, all alone, standing there walking to work with his signs every day. Now, have you been invited into the Bush Ranch? Oh, my heavens, no, but we did go into the Bush outhouse up there at the Secret Service Station, and it's carpeted. Well, that's... Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, he's... 
he's a common man, so why would he need carpeting in uh, in an outhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, we uh, actually uh, went up there on a, in a moment when they uh, when the fellows had other things doing, and we just went in, and it was uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> and uh, what would be your assessment of um, the reception you've been getting from uh, people in Crawford? Are they sympathetic well, to the cause, or do they I, I resent the Pat attention? I say that the, that the tide had turned, and, and indeed it has. Um, we've had many, many uh, locals coming through uh, this time, many, much more than last time, and they're not afraid to be here or hiding their affinity to us. Um, I, I must say many of them are educators, teachers, um, and professional people, because you know, the more intelligent you are, the more likely you are to see what a horrible debacle this is. But then we also have the um, strong Bush supporters who drive in and, uh, you know, okay, I'm curious, why do you have those crosses painted gold? Well, sir, those crosses represent the soldiers that have been killed in the one year since we were last here. And if you've seen any pictures, I mean, it really takes your breath away. The cross is as far as you can see, and that's just in one year. And then they'll say, well, I like this president, and I support what he's doing, and I think that every Muslim should be annihilated from the face of the earth, and that's my only problem with George Bush. So those are his supporters. And for people who think that you are ever going to reach them or get them to see things our way, you're just smoking some kind of crazy dope because... They are not of, 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 of this world, period. Well, I, uh, I hope we can be able to reach them, and I would give your, you a little bit more credit. I think you probably are reaching them, but uh, <laughs> publicly they're not going to acknowledge that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to uh, – it's hard. I mean, two years ago, who would have thought that the, the numbers would have turned so drastically? But, That's true, but at this point, anybody who makes a statement that any one group should be annihilated from the face of the earth, I, I just don't think they're reachable. Well, I, I probably, I, I, unfortunately, I have to agree with you on, on that. Um, <laughs> at the middle of the ground, people here in Crawford, uh, we had a gentleman come by. He uh, is actually from Waco, and he, he's a minister at a small church there, a small Methodist congregation, and he said, I just wanted to come by and tell you, God bless you, thank you for being here, and that my congregation supports what you're doing, and they brought us a $250 gift card for Lowe's to go and buy supplies for the camp. So that's the kind of thing that's been happening. And I want to give you all an opportunity to get back into uh, the event, so I won't keep you both much longer. But um, Let me give you back to Pat then, okay? Well, what last message would you like to give listeners in Orange County? Join us at Camp Democracy, September 3rd through September 21st. We're going to be uniting with a whole bunch of other groups there, many activities on the mall. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of lobbying, and we may have some great civil disobedience where we just simply sit down in, in, in front of Congress and say, we're not moving until you stop funding this war. So if you have vacation time left or you have money or you know somebody who does, send them to Washington, D.C. in September. That's, and, that's my last message. And by the mall, you mean the mall outside all of the, uh, the museums? Because most of us think of... You can get of, information uh, <laughs> on afterdowningstreet.org. There's a whole section there about Camp Democracy. In fact, I think you can probably Google Camp Democracy and you'll get some information. 
thank you so much for being there and thank you for joining us. Uh, okay, here here's Pat back. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Barbara. Hi, Garrett. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I want you to get back to all of the festivities. Do, but uh, do you have another minute if you could. Uh, I have as much time as you need. Oh, wonderful! I, you know, this young man that's been working with us and helping us heal over here, Dr. Craig, has written this powerful story about his uh, experience here at Crawford. I thought you might want to hear, and he's got to run to the airport pretty soon. So um, we'll make here it. Here he is, Dr. Gr- Craig. Great. Good morning. Hey, Jarrett. How are you? Nice to hear you. It's uh, nice to have you on. You're on uh, KUCI 88.9 FM uh, uh, in Orange County, California. Um, Tell us your story. What brought you to Camp Casey? I actually felt compelled to come when I had read uh, an open invitation that Cindy Sheehan had written through uh, Internet blogs that said, Please come to Camp Casey. No one else can take your place. Wow. And yeah, I felt I felt that very personally. And um, I um, I have a um, a healing practice, a holistic healing practice in Los Angeles, and um, was a, was a chiropractor for twenty years, and now have moved more into um, spiritual counseling and homeopathic medicine and such. But coming here and just being able to do some back rubs on people is why I came. And, um, I just answered the call basically is what it was. I sort of said, you know, I need to take a few days off work and, um, made arrangements for family to take care of themselves at, you know, and said, I, I'm going to go to Crawford and camp for three days. So I've been here for three days. It'll be my first time here. But um, but it's been profound. And the other night they had uh, open mic in a large tented area. That's uh, actually we're going to have the train come by. There's a big train close by here. But they have a tent uh, area where people are in the evening allowed to voice their opinion. One of the big things that's here is that. Um, that free speech is encouraged and that everyone has an opportunity to um, say what it is that's on their mind. So so is is there something you want to share with us? Well, apparently when I, I, I got up that night and I spoke and Pat came over afterwards and she asked me to reread what it was that I had said um, for you today. Okay. And it's radio friendly. Oh, absolutely. Great. Let's hear it. Absolutely. Reflections from my journal. Cindy Sheehan is more than a grieving mom, and it saddens me when the media dismisses her as just that, because she is awake to the truth. Words are so important, and the way we use them is really important. For instance, we might use the word ignorance or ignorant to mean stupid, and we'd say something like, so-and-so is ignorant, or the politicians can be so ignorant, and we'd be right, but not because they're stupid. The real word is not about stupidity. It is ignore ant or ignore ants. Like perseverance is a state of persevering. Ignorance is a state of ignoring. And that's a choice. People choose to ignore. And what's going on at Camp Casey is that people are refusing to ignore. We're refusing to ignore the dead. We're refusing to ignore the lies. We're refusing to ignore the veterans, and we're refusing to ignore the truth. And in that, we stand awake with her. 
Thank you so much. That's absolutely that's great. So when uh, how much longer you're on your way to the airport now? Is that? Yeah, I have to go back to Austin and fly back to L.A. because I have business there this weekend. But it's just been fantastic, even though it's been so hot. Um, that's even been um, another wonderful challenge and obstacle sort of to overcome, but something that I've really embraced. And there's a lot of love here. Um, obviously, I would think that would probably be self-evident. It's a loving, it's a loving, peaceful group, and and I'm actually really glad to have been a part of it for a few days. Um, I did I did see um, uh, Cindy yesterday, and she's doing really great. And and um, so um, for me, it's been an incredibly successful experience, and I'm glad that I listened to the inner voice and followed the guidance to take the time and the the uh, financial out- outlay to um, come here. I've only been here since uh, Monday, but it's been a really an amazing experience because I feel ultimately like I did have an opportunity to exercise my right to free speech, which I just did again, and um, it feels great. I think there's so much fear about it. People are kind of afraid to say what's really in their heart and what's really in their minds. and 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 what they might really want to voice and yet that's that's our first right in this country is is our right to just say what our opinion is and 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 it's good because maybe there are other people who would agree with you and if there are people who are afraid that if that if you know you said something someone might agree with you that's that's kind of not what we're really about we're really about um, being able to say what it is that you're entitled to say and have people disagree or agree with you so that you can find a, a collective community, an intentional community of like-minded people. It's a beautiful thing, and that's what's going on here. And um, I'm going to give you back to Pat. She's, she's um, uh, saying hello to me. So Well, thank you um, so much for being there and uh, for taking the time away from your job to uh, do this important work. Listen, thank you so much, too. You have a great day. You, and too. I'm going to give you back to Pat. Take care. Hey, Jarrett. Okay, before I let you go, I've got someone here in the studio who's been saying, how could I not have asked about how many people are there? So about how many people come and go through Camp Casey every day? Oh, gosh. I would say we have about 75 people coming here and going every day. This weekend's going to be really, really busy. I think a few hundred, right? And remember, there's two places here, actually. There's the Camp Casey, and then there's the Peace House, and they're both really amazing places to stop and and check out. Even if somebody's going to be here for a half a day or something, there's a lot of uh, camaraderie. People will welcome you in the camp. It doesn't cost anything to pitch your tent and really be a part of history. I'll be here till September 2nd. You will be there till September 2nd. No, not me. The people will be here until September 2nd. Uh, there'll be people running the camp. And expect to meet Ann Wright. I don't know if any of you have heard of Ann Wright. She's um, lieutenant colonel that was pretty famous for uh, giving up her position in various local positions, um, uh, being as a ambassador, not ambassador, what was she, a diplomat? She resigned in the Bush administration because she couldn't support this war. And right. She was a lieutenant uh, colonel in the Army. Anyway, she's she's helping run this camp, and she's got some really great, powerful things to say. you for sure meet her, and other great leaders of the peace movement are, are right here in Wake. And, beside, and besides uh, Pat Alviso, what other celebrities have come through while you've been there? 
I haven't seen. Yeah, all right. I haven't <laughs> seen celebrities here. Have you seen celebrities? Uh, you know, Ray McGovern is a celebrity. Oh, that's right. Or or intellectuals or luminaries. Of course, Anne White, yeah. Oh, yeah. Willie Nelson. Oh, and Mimi Kennedy's Mimi been Kennedy. here. Yeah, Dharma's mom. She's a good pal. Well, we, we have been seeing a lot of other celebrities besides me. Well, I think you are the true celebrity, <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. Uh, can you give thank us you. Can you give us the website for Military Family Speak Out Orange County? Sure. Uh, the website for Military Family Speak Out is mfsooc at earthlink.net is our email, sorry, and mfsooc.org for our website. And if you want to know more, more about Camp Casey, it's www.campcasey3.org. Pat Elvisa, you're going to get a huge hug from me when you get back. Oh, Be safe. Thank you. And Peace Coalition sign up here. I well, got pictures. Well, th- thank you so much, and uh, I look Here's forward your to your report. safe return. Everybody sends their love. Thank you. T- you take care. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Peace.